Hello, everyone. I'm Jacob, and welcome back to another episode of the FPL Fortress. This week has been one of the strangest in recent memory, Jailing, hasn't it? No doubt. Many managers' hopes rested on an unvaccinated 6'6 lad playing up top for Burnley. Never thought I'd be saying that. Well, I was thinking more along the lines of how this is both a blank and a double game link. But yes, you're right. And as one of those people, I can assure you that it went about as well as you'd expect. Which is, if it was clear enough, not too good. Uh, Vout... A man Vout did not deliver, and to be fair, neither did any of the Burnley players. Uh, there were also some near upsets in FA Cup, with Luton Town holding their own against Chelsea. Spurs lost too, but that's not very surprising, is it? So uh, to kick things off, let's well, let's talk about Burnley's double disappointment. Um, did you load up on any Burnley players? Yeah, I, so it was it was a. I mean, overall, it wasn't that rough for me. I free hitted. I got 57 points, which is respectable, I guess. But if, if I didn't have the Burnley players, which got five, three, and three, respectively, including a big horse captain, it could have been a lot better. Yeah, same for me. Uh, I also had five, three, and three. And honestly, I, I feel like we say this every time when double game weeks roll around, like, Oh, don't get sucked up into the double game week hype. Uh, don't forget about the single game week fixtures. And if the team that doubles isn't that good of a team, you should maybe not jump on them. But then every single time we still just, I don't want to generalize here, but a lot of managers still jump on the very mediocre, or even bad double game week teams. I mean, it's, it's just, I think the idea of having two rolls to the dice is very alluring. Even when it's very what? alluring. Even there, when yeah. you need a 20 for it to work and it's a 20-sided dice. But, <laughs> you know, I, just the pure math of it, like having a base of four versus a base of two and having, okay. in theory, double the potential the potential returns. Like, in theory. In, in theory, but that's that's the problem. Like It, it almost makes too much sense in theory. <laughs> but it, it doesn't work in practice, and we need to understand that. No, yeah. I mean, you do need to take into account the quality of the team that doubles. Yeah. Like, if... Yeah. If Veghorst has, uh, I don't know, 0.25 XGI per game and he has a double, then that's 0.5 XGI. But if Salah has 0.75 XGI per game just in a single game week, then, you know, we have to think about that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, it really is a numbers game. And yeah. sometimes the numbers aren't in your favor even when they're doubled. So just mm -hmm. keep that in mind. Yeah. Uh, another team who had a terrible week. Uh, was was Leeds. Um, they lost uh, 4-2 to Man United, and they lost 6-0. Got absolutely pummeled by Liverpool. Uh, and, well, uh, while we're at it, we can talk a little bit about Game Week 26 as well. Uh, Salah, with a just monumental performance, really. You know, I we, we, we talked about the Salah versus Trent debate. <laughs> and it's, it's quite funny, because... You said that Trent had a 12.4. And look, that, that didn't quite pan out because, well, he, he didn't start for one game, which is unforeseen. But, I mean, just, it, it, it goes to show that sometimes you do need the ceiling of Salah. And, I mean, when, when you're putting Salah against such a bad teams as Norwich and Leeds, like, there is, there is a floor there. There is a floor of about 10 points. So, 
Yeah, I, I remember saying in our last episode, uh, we were musing about the, the whole numbers, the quantitative side of uh, triple capping versus and taking a big hit versus wildcarding. And, uh, you know, at, at first you were like, let's assume Salah gets uh, 30 points. And I was like, no, no, Jacob, 30 points is very optimistic. Uh, well, as things transpired, he got, what was it? Uh, 26, I think. 28, uh, 28, 28. 28, which is just obscene, just obscene. And yeah. he, did you watch the Leeds game? No, I didn't. No, I mean, it was two penalties, which as a non-triple captain, I feel kind of hard done by. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, that that's part of Salah as an asset. He takes penalties. So yeah, exactly. I, I, I don't yeah. think it's cheap. That's part of what you're, what you're getting. With oh, that. fully, 100%. But yeah, I mean, it, it really was a double gaming performance for the ages. By, by my count, it might have been the fourth best performance ever in a week. Yeah. What I think that? Kane got 31. Yep. Someone got 30 one time. I, I think like Alexis Sanchez got 29. And then Sala came in with a big 28. Yeah, might have been. Might have been. Um, yeah. Um, on the topic of Leeds getting pummeled, uh, Spurs uh, did their part in gaming 27 uh, with a 4-0 victory. And uh, Marcelo Bielsa, he's gone. What do you think about that? Well, you know, it's always a sad time when any legend of a club, especially especially one like Leeds, where they haven't had much success in the last few years. And then you have a club icon like Bielsa, who brought them back into the Premier League, playing his own way of football, has to leave the club because, you know, the results just don't go the way they, they wanted them to. But the fact of the matter is, Leeds just were not very good right now. No. And Bielsa showed no willingness or even ability mm. to adapt so yeah. I, I think it, it had to be done yeah i mean part of it was down to bamford and phillips's injuries because they were integral parts of that Leeds team but also uh i think you make a good point that bielsa didn't really change his his way of uh way of playing football and you know sometimes sometimes well anything can be taken uh two ways and sometimes you praise a manager for sticking to his uh, principles, and yet sometimes you need to be adaptable and flexible, and Bielsa uh, just refused to do that. And uh, I don't know. I don't, I, do you do you admire that about him, or do you think he should have just tried something different? I mean, maybe there's something to be admired, but I mean, I mean, you need to, you need to win games, and if the way if the way you're playing the game is not winning games. Then you need to change. You need to change your style. It's as simple yeah. as that. I mean, this is the Premier League. It's ruthless. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, Jesse March coming in. I have to say, I know pretty much nothing about yeah, him. Yeah, me too. Me too. But I, I guess the Leeds board thinks he's an upgrade. So yeah. we'll see how that goes. I mean, I think they still got a decent chance to stay up. Don't you think? Sure. I mean, what they're in 16th right now. Yeah. I mean, they're only two points above the above the drop, but. I mean, if if they get some of their some of their best players back, yep, and figure out what they're doing, I think they're more than talented enough to to go on stay up. Sure, and it's also about the, the poor quality of those underneath them. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Speaking of poor quality, Manchester United uh, drawing nil nil to Watford, uh, losing four uh, one in uh, way back in November. <laughs> I mean. What is there to say? I, mean, I, I believe they accrued over 2.5 XG and they just cannot finish finish their dinner. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's always good for a team like United to 
to see those steps of improvement, however small they are. You know, I mean, going, uh, I believe it was at Vickers Road when they, they just got hammered 4-1. And now, you know, coming back at Old Trafford in front of the home faithful and just grinding out a nil-nil. So, sometimes that's just what you have to do. <laughs> oh, how the mighty have fallen. Uh, but did you see that moment where Bruno, you know, did very well? Jinked past some players and he took a shot from outside the box and it hit Cristiano, who was just standing. Oh, I, I, yeah, yeah. He just threw his arms up, yeah. <laughs> both of them. Yeah. Not, not great. Not great. Do you think Cristiano has become a liability on the pitch? I mean, it's, it's hard to say he hasn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's kind of sad. You know, it's, it's kind of funny. I saw something. I, I saw a video of LeBron doing like almost exactly the same thing. Like, what? Like one of his teammates just didn't pass him, and he just like stood there, like not even trying to get a rebound or anything. Yeah, I mean it, it's kind of the same with Ronaldo, except LeBron's still a productive player, mm. and Ronaldo just isn't at this point, to be honest. Yeah, uh, he's thirty-seven. At some point, we have to shift our mindset about Ronaldo and Messi, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I know some people. One person. That is a very ardent defender of Messi and does not think he's finished. But, I mean, time time comes for everyone. It's as simple as that. And it Ronaldo, does. for all the, the workouts he does, is not immune. Yeah. Apparently, he uh, did uh, Instagram Live a few days ago where he was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was just in his underwear and he was taking a shower. Didn't like 500,000 people watch? Like yeah. <laughs> Crazy, crazy. Uh, just admire the physique. Maybe that's can't can't blame people for for marveling at human anatomy, can you? No, no, you can't. No, <laughs> okay. Uh, and then last but not least, let's talk about Spurs, who had a double game week in twenty six of uh, of uh, what was it? It was Man City and then Burnley. Now, normally, you'd think uh, for Man City. Maybe Sun and Kane will get two points each, whatever. But the Burnley game is where I expect them to haul. On the contrary, the exact opposite happened. Um, Spurs played very well at City and played rather terribly against Burnley. I mean, to be honest, like I, as a City fan, I didn't want to believe it. But I, I did kind of know in my heart that like we might not win that game against Spurs. Because that? we don't win games very often against Spurs. Uh. Like, I, I can't explain it. Like, Spurs are not a good football club, but they do beat us pretty often. Like, over the last five years, they've probably beaten us more than we've beaten them. Especially given the the Champions League. But... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know. It's just, it's a bogey team. Simple as that. It's it's City are are clear Spurs. Like, we don't have to play them anymore. Yeah. Uh, We don't have to worry about playing them in any any cup competitions. They took took care of that themselves. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It, It was not a great day. It's really funny. Like... Of all teams, Spurs. Maybe it's just human son doing some. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, they just come alive when they exactly. see the, the sky blue. Exactly. All right. Uh, moving on to our dilemma deliberations. So let's let's get a big question out there first. Is it time to wild card? That that's a very big question, and it's it's probably going to be the most important decision most managers make for the rest of the season. Am I, am I wrong to say that? Um, do you, I mean, well, the wild card is the most powerful chip. So I'd say so, yeah. 
And I mean, with that being said, I, I don't really know, to be honest. Mm. Like, it, it's, it, it certainly depends on, on your team. But, and I think this, this run of games is big enough and has enough dynamic, dynamic games that it, it could very well be the time to do it. Yeah. I mean, it depends. Spoken like a true economist, Jacob. <laughs> yep. Uh, but, well, there are going to be double game weeks right up until basically game week 38 with only, I believe there, there's only going to be one normal game week where all 10 teams play one game. Oh, sorry, all 20 teams play one game um, once until the end of the season. So, but but the but the thing with that is, uh, you we mean we don't know all the information. We only know the doubles um, for the next two game weeks, and so it's a matter of can you navigate uh, the upcoming uh, game weeks without using a wild card, and then maybe save it for when just. Save it for the very tail end of the season where you can go all in, or is it the better idea to be more uh, conservative and look in the long run and bring in an array of players who will work well until the end of the season? I mean, that's that's really the question, isn't it? Because, I mean, double game week 28, I think, is probably going to be a big one. And I think 29 mm-hmm. could be almost as big. And Nah, not really. Nah? I mean... The fixtures twenty eight are really good. I guess. I guess. I mean, Liverpool, Arsenal, Spurs. I think double game week twenty nine. Yeah. So, right. I mean, the Liverpool ones are the very big ones, perhaps. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, twenty eight. I mean, just in terms of sheer number of games being played, then yeah, twenty eight is probably the big one. And I think if you, I mean, I, I guess you probably can't get a, a good bench uh without a few uh few hits probably yeah and especially because you know you can't use two chips in one game sure. game so yeah yeah so you're saying we should wild card with the aim of bench boosting i i think a wild card to bench boost in 29 could be a viable strategy yeah yeah could be could be but and then, then maybe also people I mean, yeah i think no, 30, blank game week 30 is uh gonna be a pretty dire one isn't it I mean, oh. hmm. you, you say that, but well, okay. Liverpool and Z don't play, and those are the two, two big teams. But, you know, you have Arsenal uh, right now, according to Ben Crowley, which is, you know, basically the gospel. Um, right now, the, the nailed fixtures are Arsenal against Villa, Leeds against Wolves, Brentford against Leicester, and West Ham against Tottenham. And I'd, I'd venture to say that we have, most managers have maybe at least, I don't know, maybe seven or eight players out of those teams. Yeah. So I, sort of, I certainly think it's navigatable. Navigable. Maybe, navigable? maybe. Yeah. But I mean, depending on how all in you go for 28 and 29. Right. Right. It, it could it could be a, a, a free hit. A free hit window. Because as the the FA Cup games, as fewer of them are played each uh each round, then the mm. the double game weeks and the blank game weeks are gonna not be as as drastic. So I, I think this could be a, a very interesting time to blank game week. Or to, to forget. Yeah. yeah, I like that. I like that. Um, and it, it's also a matter of do you play, do you just play what's in front of you? You know, like you yeah. can't predict the future. Who knows? What's I mean, happen. maybe, you know, there's going to be some incredible, maybe Liverpool and City are both going to have some insanely good double. I mean, it, it, it's, it's impossible yeah. to know, but there's, yeah, it, it's, it's very tough to speculate. Mm. But I think on balance, okay. 
on balance i i think if i i think if you're the more aggressive player then certainly choice is clear uh you should wild card because let's let's move on to our second question uh to tie into this uh who are the teams to jump jump on and jump off of and so uh you know there, there are some excellent excellent fixture runs coming up for some teams and one of those teams yeah. is chelsea yeah, i mean just a, a quick look at the the fdr rankings on the on the fantasy side it, i mean it, it's a sea of a sea of green really I mean, yeah. Burnley, Newcastle, Norwich, Brentford, just the next four. I mean, and then that, that's obscene, really. It is. Uh, by the way, the Norwich fixture in 30 is going to be moved into a double in 28. Oh, right. even better, I think. I know. I know. Yeah. Maybe more of a case to free hit in 30 as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but we seem to always say this with uh, Chelsea assets, but who do we go for? I mean, that that, that really is the question. Mm. I mean, the, the the goals are just spread out really among the team. There aren't really that many nailed on goal scores. I, I mean? don't think the anyone other than Rudiger and Mendy are nailed. To be honest. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Lukaku is a non-factor. I think. Yeah. And I mean, the the assets other than that are really not appealing at all. I mean, Havertz, Werner. Mount Mount's been pretty awful these last few games, by the way. He was unlucky but, in the Carabao Cup. Maybe, maybe, but I don't know. I I, I would stay away from Mount. Well, I mean, I, I think the defense is probably your best bet. Really, yeah, for sure, and probably Mendy too. But but you know you're not going to spend six million on a goalie. Oh, nope. you think maybe. there's a be made? I don't know. I'll, I'll have to look at the other other goalie options. Well, I'd say Jose Sa, sorry, Jose Sa, Ramsdale might both be better options. Uh, maybe, maybe. Yeah. I mean, at the end, of, I, I've thought for a while that goalies, like, if you know a goalie's going to have a great run, it's yeah. okay to spend, like, an extra million dollars. Like, uh-huh. it's not that much money. It's really not. Like, in the grand scheme of things, uh-huh. it's, it's pretty inconsequential. I just feel like if there's an outfield player who can – do you know who can just do the same thing but with more of a goal threat or assist threat it's just i don't know i think like the the outfield player tiers there's usually more than a million gap between them i guess oh i mean are you talking like positionally like yeah i mean like for a midfielder the gap between like a decent midfielder and an elite one is really more than more than a million okay okay that does make you know the, the payoff is bigger too but you know that does make sense, actually. I think there's a a stigma surrounding you know spending a lot on your goalkeepers, but I think so. I think well, so. to be fair, gone. Like I've always thought, defense is really the same. Like yeah, I've, I remember. I mean, earlier this season was a pretty good example, well, but like maybe about five years ago, I just remember there were a lot of really really good defenders. Yeah, and like you could get, I think it was Marcus Alonso that just went crazy that year, mm-hmm. and he was probably about seven million. Mm. And he he had almost as many points as the the best best attackers. Sure. Yeah. And I, I thought it was ridiculous. He wasn't getting more love. Yeah. I mean, if you look at the uh, the max points for goalies, you have Ederson, uh, Jose Sla, Allison De Gea, and Ramsdale in the top five. So, well, I guess they're they're like I feel like they go under the radar, but also they take up 
I mean, the goal is to play for the really good teams. You don't want to spend a spend a spot. Uh, That's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So so there's Chelsea. I I maybe okay. If you had to give the listeners top three options, I mean, like for for the the coming stretch. Yep. I mean, yeah. I think Mendy has to be up there. You mentioned Ramsdale. I think that's a decent shout for Chelsea. Oh, 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 yeah. Not not goalie options. That makes oh, no. sense. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I think Rudiger for sure. I, I do think he's nailed. Yeah, yeah, and he's he's definitely definitely the most nailed out of anyone. Yeah. Um, I would probably go Mendy because hmm. I mean, interesting. I, I will say, Hakim Ziyech was tearing it up. You think he was? But I he, have uh, not been following that to be honest, but he's scored like three and three. He's been carrying us. Huh. Do you think he's nailed? I don't think he's nailed. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that, that's kind of the problem. Yeah. Well, Reese James is, is back, isn't he? Is he? I mean, I'm, would I'm, he play both? Yeah, that was a rhetorical question. I don't know if he'll play both, but he's definitely back. And I don't know. If he doesn't play both, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world if he can make that up with attacking returns in the coming stretch. Yeah, 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 that's true. I okay. I, if I had to rank them, I'd go Rudiger and then, then Reese and then Mendy. Okay, okay. Yeah. I mean, you you don't want to say guaranteed six points too too soon. Right. It it really seems it really seems true here. It does it does? All right. Uh, there's also Wolves. Uh, wolves have a excellent excellent looking double in twenty eight. Consisting of Crystal Palace and Watford, and uh, they honestly they are just a very very solid unit, and yeah, I think yeah. unit would be a very good way of describing. I mean, is it Bruno Lodge that's really just drilled a, a good system into them? I don't know. I really don't know. Um, he's done a fantastic job, honestly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe. Do you think the clean sheets have dried up a little bit? They have one clean sheet in their last seven. Yeah. I mean. With, I mean, they, they have some some nice fixtures coming up. So, it's, it's, I mean, the double with Palace and Watford isn't. That's that's, really that, that's, nice. that's very very tasty, and you you'd think they can keep at least one there. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if United can do it, they can do it, right? But <laughs> yep. I mean, I, I think the the concerning thing about Wolves is, I mean, what attacker are you gonna get? I mean, Jimenez. That's, that doesn't seem like a great option these days. Yeah, he he was you know he was our honest worker a few years ago, but yep. he just he I don't think he's worth seven point. But then again, are any of the strippers like actually worth their money? It's well, that's that's the that's the issue, isn't it? And I I think that my wild card draft yeah will contain. As little money spent as possible on strikers. Sure, sure. Um, yeah, but in terms of Wolves players, I think their attackers are relatively not nailed. Uh, they're they they have two uh, eights in midfield like Chelsea, so don't go anywhere near those. Their wing backs, left wing back is not nailed. Right wing back, I mean, I do think the defense and and goalie is is the place to go. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, shall we do a top three for Wolves as well? Okay, okay. 
You wanna you wanna start us off? For sure. I I think Jose saw honestly. Yeah. Say, I mean, point top three goalie in the prep maybe. FPL asset maybe not quite as high, but yeah, yeah. I do. He's been a fantastic shot stopper. Um, I would go with the Moroccan Thunder Bastard King, Roman Size. Roman Size. Uh, nail. I think he's nailed. He didn't play two games in twenty two and twenty three, but. I don't know why that was, but he yeah, always has yeah. a Thunder Bastard in him. I mean, if, if you want to talk about really nails, I mean, Connor Cody is right there. Connor Cody, there you go. There you go. I mean, and he's I, played I, almost yeah. every – He, I think he missed four minutes of the United game. But really? that, that's yeah. the only that's the only time he's missed all season. Oh, I, actually, 10 minutes against Arsenal. But oh, that's, yeah. it. that's it. Club captain. What a guy. Yep. I, for him, this could be, could be an option. Could be an option. Could be, could be. I mean, the strikers are not great, and you need one, so maybe just go Jimenez. Yes, yes. Uh, elsewhere for strikers, go to Southampton, Mister uh, Armando Broya. I mean, what a player! Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so cheap, so cheap. Yeah, he's a great, a great asset for all those concerned about the budget. And I think, like the the production isn't incredible. But no. when you pay what five point four these days, five point five, exactly. Right. I mean, yeah, it, it's it's better than you'd expect. Really, as good as exactly. you yeah. And you know, the less money spent on strikers, the better. Is the story? Maybe you season. can put that extra million into Edward Mendy. It's very possible. Very possible. Um, Southampton, you know, on a very nice run of form, they just beat West Ham three one in the FA Cup, um, and they are honestly looking quite good. Ralph is doing a nice job. The yeah, yeah. the better Ralph, shall I say? Yes. Don't 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 lump Hassan Udo, the legend, in there with Ralph Hartnick. I don't think I okay. I want to disrespect him. I had to clarify myself there. Uh, there's also Newcastle, which is. Ooh, I mean, honestly, they are they are a transformed unit ever since that January window. I mean, don't don't let anyone ever tell you money doesn't buy good players because it really does. <laughs> It does. I agree with you. I agree with you. Uh, I also think money does buy happiness to a yeah, very, yeah. I very. Mean, ask any any team with an Arab owner, and yes, they will sell you that. <laughs> uh, oh, speaking of club owners, oh, Roman Abramovich, I'm distraught, quite frankly. What, what part of it? He's uh, he's selling Chelsea. I mean, he's gonna have it seized by the British government if he doesn't. So. So I don't. I, I'm not. I never said I blame him, but it's really sad. He's been fantastic for us. Yeah. Fantastic. Yes. Yes. I mean, one every there is to win. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. What is it? Two Champions I, Leagues, about four Prems, a couple yep. of Cups too. Yeah. Cups. That's right. That's right. Oh. Okay. Do you think that's going to have an impact at all on Chelsea? The, the you know just the mood around the camp. Uh, I mean, I th- I think these these players can get their head right pretty easily mm. so I, I wouldn't be too worried okay okay um back to back to newcastle i mean they are undefeated in their last six uh four wins and two draws which is seriously impressive for a team that was battling relegation yeah i mean it's once again like it, it, it's a different team really like you you can't compare them to the, the newcastle of old and i mean is say maxima back it uh, he's always he always has 
some doubts. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's 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 a cursed life that he has, isn't it? I mean, you, you can drove past anyone, but you're always injured. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I I don't think he's quite back yet. All right. I mean, when he is, it, it can be a dangerous team, honestly. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh oh, we forgot to uh, get a top three for Southampton. I think Broya and perhaps Livermento's back on the menu. Maybe, maybe. I mean, he's, he's I mean, still very cheap. So, yeah. Even think, just as a fifth, but like, if you're going to go for like someone like Simicat's 3.7, maybe, maybe make the splurge to, to Livermento at 4.2. Might as well. Uh, yeah. There's also Walker Peters, who's absolutely nailed now, and he's yeah. a fantastic yeah. player. Great player. Yep. Uh, and perhaps. Che Adams as an alternative. Uh, you could look at Ward Prowse, but his returns aren't that sustainable. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I, it's it's Broya or bust, isn't it? Yep. Yep. All right. And then Newcastle. Do do we think it's a, a real turning point for them, or do do we think it's just a, a nice little run of form that's going to dry up eventually? Hmm. I mean. It's it's tough to say with these these teams, but I think I, I lean towards it being sustainable. Okay, um, in which case let's let's hear a top three. Oh, that that's that's a much tougher question. You can, <laughs> you can take that one. Oh, well, to be honest, I was uh, didn't exactly single out three names uh, for Newcastle, but let's take a look here. Let's take a look here. Um, Dubravka, I think. Yeah, yeah. There's also, let's see, Joe Willock. No, but let's not, not talk not about Wood? Okay. Chris okay. Wood. Okay. Chris Wood has not scored in too many Premier League games. Okay. From... Yeah, it's okay. about uh, two. three months. Yeah, yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven games in a row. Not great. Not great, I guess. No, not at all. <laughs> but Joe Willock. Maybe finding his end of season form from last year. Maybe that was with that was with Newcastle, wasn't it? That was or, that was. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. He's he's a decent player. He's got sure what, he two is. goals, or three three returns in his last three. So yeah, it, it'll be tough to keep that up, but I, I think he can do it. Yeah, and uh, Trippier was going to be a really good option uh, with his set piece menace, but unfortunately, he got a foot injury. And there's also Fabian Share. Uh, 4.3 million defender. Um, I mean, he got an assist last week, and I, I do believe he's got a long shot in him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's kind of like the defenders that are good at scoring headers, you know? Like, yeah. you can't rely on it, but it's a, it's a nice thing oh. to have in the have like you know just up your sleeve. I, I think I think you always need at least one Thunder Bastard representative in your backline. Sure, sure. Yeah. All right. And now, now for the teams to jump off of, uh, I think Man United come to mind immediately. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I hope you weren't really on them. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. Just get off, get off. Right? They, they, they just... I, I mean, we definitely got uh, sucked into the fixers. I still remember looking at their their fixture run uh, like, I don't know, two months ago and going, oh, I need to get on them. But they never got going, did they? No, no, not really. I mean, there, there was a bit of a bit of life maybe 
for a moment under Ragnik, but wasn't able to sustain it. Yeah. Uh, looking at it, I'm really sad now. They, I mean, it's been like 10 game weeks and they just were such nice fixtures and they could not capitalize. No, no. It, it, it is a shame for the sport of FPL. It's a what? It's, it's a shame for the sport of FPL. For the what of FPL? The sport of FPL. Sport of FPL. Yes, yeah. certainly. certainly. Uh, there's not much else to say. But uh, West Ham, this could be a discussion. Um, I Okay, I think it's time to jump off of uh, Jared Bowen. Mm, maybe, maybe, maybe. I mean, he, he's such a good player. And he served, he served a lot. But yes. yeah, it's, it's starting to dry up a bit, maybe. I mean, when he couldn't score against, New, he couldn't do anything against Newcastle or Wolves. And I mean, he's got a little bit against anyone. He's coming up. Yeah. 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 You know, I, sometimes you have to cut your losses. And I feel like West Ham, I've said this before, uh, West Ham don't have the squad to fully uh, be fully committed to and performing in the Premier League and uh, in Europe. And they are still in Europe. And yeah, I, uh, I mean, that's, that's always a challenge, really, for, oh, yeah. for these teams. Yeah. Like, it, it's great to have a great year when you get into Europe, but then the next year is going to be rough. <laughs> A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And they just don't have the squad to do it. And I think they've kind of petered out a little bit. Like I, I'm sure I've said this uh, in prior episodes as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, we saw that with like Burnley, didn't we? A couple years ago. It was just rough. Me? Yeah. Burnley? Oh, I mean. When they got seventh, didn't they? Did they? Oh, in my mind. Okay, that was the year Nick Pope went out, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he started at 4.5, ended up like 5.5. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Good time, good times. Yeah. I mean, now, now in my mind, Burnley are uh, like bottom five team. Yeah, I mean, could be bottom three. Yeah, could be by could the be. end of the season. Yeah. Okay, so we alluded to this earlier, but our final question: Are you obligated to captain a double game week player? Oh, no. Like you're not obligated to, but. No, okay, we're, we're, okay, no, no, no. Let's let's skip it, and we can kind of touch on it in okay, captaincy. Okay. Sure. All right. I'll, I'll, it, it will it will come up. Yes. I'll start it off. Yeah. All right. So, captaincy. We alluded to this earlier, but you know, are are you obligated to captain a double game week player? It, it it depends the quality of the double, the double game week. Like even if it's just a decent double game week, like yeah. an average team with an average player, like not not Burnley level. Like I th- I think we've learned our lesson about Burnley level teams. Yeah. But I I really do think that like two two rolls of the dice is just so much more valuable than one. It is. It is. And even just the appearance points. Yeah. Exactly. Like the difference between like. You know, five points. Let's say you know ninety minutes and an assist versus one hundred eighty minutes. That's that's only one more point, and technically, like that's one return versus zero. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I guess the the big debate here for this upcoming game week is Salah, who plays single game week uh, West Ham at home, or a you know somewhat mid table mid table doubler. Yeah, yeah, and I I think well. The, Coutinho is a great player, to be honest. Like, I, I'm I'm kind of in love with him, the Villa. Like, really? I I think I don't know. Huh. Like, you remember that 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 debut 
I think it was like 15 minute cameo. He just yep. completely turned the game around against United. Oh, yeah. Yep. Like I, I think he still has that in him. Like oh, maybe he's maybe he's kind of struggled the last couple of weeks, but he could he could pull that out of the bag again. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, but uh, interesting to note, he had zero touches in the in the box against Brighton last game week, which might be some cause for concern. He kind of maybe it was more assist oriented rather than uh, goal oriented. Yeah, and you, yeah. You do want someone who's you know more inclined towards goals, uh, and his underlying numbers are are not that good, but. Uh, you know, in the reverse fixture against Leeds, he did uh, bag himself a nice 16 pointer. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you want to talk about, you know, some of the kicks, goals, obviously, Mo Salah will always be there. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I, I lean towards Coutinho here. Really? Like, yes. And maybe it's a mistake not to captain Salah because it, it usually is, to be honest. But it, it really seems like Coutinho could do some real damage. No, but listen. Earlier in the season, we were, I mean, it was, we, we were so just sold, 100% sold on Perma Captain Zala. And it served us well until he went up. I mean, one. there weren't as many double game weeks in the, the first half, were there? Oh, the, wait, that is true. That is true. Um, but, you know, I, I, I don't think anything's changed with Salah or Liverpool. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And if anything, Salah's, you know, raise the game level you know like, i don't know about that he's just maintained honestly maybe maybe just in and of itself freakishly inhuman yeah yeah mm, okay in uh in the defensive department could be some good shots here with some nice fixtures for some solid defenses uh you got rudiger playing burnley at norwich which is i mean Listen, I, I don't, I don't know if we can say that uh, he has a 12, 12 point floor since we said that was Trent last week, but I, I'm gonna say it. He has a twelve point floor. <sighs> yeah, I mean, th- this one seems very real, doesn't it? I mean, Burnley and Norwich are not good teams, and yeah. Chelsea can defend pretty well, isn't it? Is it yeah. just that simple? Yeah. Yeah. Do we uh, do we risk restreams? Uh, no, no, no. Yeah, I, I think you don't. You don't risk. You you don't take risks on a defender that might not play two games. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Um, a defender who will play two games is is Roman Size, and the goalie mm-hmm. who will play two games is Jose Sa. I I mean, you you can't captain a goalie, but well, you you actually can. No, no, no. It it doesn't happen. You can't do it. You can't do it. You you absolutely can captain a goalie, and that's that's the thing, Jacob. The game does not prevent you from captaining goalie, and uh, I I think, you know, you were singing at Ed Bendy's praises. Would you captain Ed Bendy? Uh, I mean, <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't. <laughs> like, I I think he's a good person to have in your team, but I'm not captaining just because he's six mil. Like, sounds nah, realistically, why is a goalie any different from an attacker? Because the the ceiling isn't there, like the defenders at least have a ceiling of getting some attacking returns. Goalies just don't. Mm. Well, okay, I, I was kind of playing devil's advocate there, but I, I honestly, it would not surprise me if Sa got uh, fourteen points with save points and bonus points factored in. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, like yeah. 
that that's really the max you can get, and then the minimum you can get is you know four. So that's true. That's true. But like, okay, Salah's Salah's maximum in one game is is what realistically? I mean, twenty. Twenty. Yeah, I guess so. Mm, okay, and finally, there is uh could could look at Broya, but that's that's just uh yeah. A bit of a, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I, as much as uh, I don't know, because I think I think the the two two case studies this season where we have been burned is with uh, Josh King or uh, yeah Josh King in uh, oh game no three. no 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 that was really bad. <laughs> uh, if you if you if you forgot. Uh, the the second uh, game of Watford's double was like, like at least a week uh, after the previous game of the game weekend. Uh, he ended up getting one point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, at least he played because he wasn't suspended. There you go. It was uh, it was uh, King and uh, and Verkhorst this past week. But but then, you you have to you have to ask yourself. What was I doing captaining a Watford and a Burnley striker? I mean, Burnley, yeah, it's easy to say that. But I think Watford, like, given how poorly it went, it's easy to say it was just an awful idea. But it, it wasn't that stupid. Like, there were two good fixtures, weren't there? Like, it was, what, Norwich and Leeds? Norwich and Burnley? Burnley. I mean, that's really good. And Watford, I think the, the bigger difference is Watford is pretty, like, attacking. Like they're not a good team, but they can score goals. I guess. I guess. Burnley just can't do that. So, sure. sure. I, I think you need to make a distinction. Okay. Okay. But I suppose conclusion here is Salah. Coutinho. I'm. Uh, I'm leaning toward Salah. Honestly, after this conversation, me too. But Coutinho does deserve consideration, doesn't it? He does. He does. But uh, you know, we we always throw up uh, these names that are up for consideration, and we rarely ever go for them, do we? No, no. I mean, realistically, just go Salah. Like it's it's that simple. Yeah, That's... I mean, yeah, yeah. I I, I will say uh, to to end off the segment, I will I will proudly declare that I just I I remember Josh King, and I was like, no, not doing it again, not captaining Vout. And uh, I went for a proven quality Premier League striker in Harry Kane, and it served me well. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I really wish I did that. I mean, oh, wow, it was just, just, just a bad idea. Like, why did I even consider doing it? Exactly, because he had a double. That's, yeah. that's the whole reason. It's, it's wild. His name's wild. <laughs> why would I captain someone named wild? Like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's in the past now. That's all I can say. Look, uh, look forwards. Let's... Yep, yep. That's all. That's all you can do in FPL and in life. There we go. Yeah. Perfect. No ten done. So I, I guess that brings us to the to the end of yet another episode of the FPL Fortress. I, I thought we had a, a very interesting discussion about, especially about the the teams to to switch on and off. I think. Yeah. With the with the wild cards coming up, it's really it's really the sort of thing you have to take into consideration because you you want to look like now that the, the season's winding down just for those those good four game stretches where you can really really nail someone on. Absolutely, completely agree. Um, 
exciting times ahead of us in the FPL landscape. And regarding the teams to jump on and jump off of, I think it's it's good to do uh, an assessment of this kind of stuff every few weeks, you know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I think on understanding the way you want your team to trend in the future helps you make much better decisions. Oh, for sure. For sure. All right. Uh, good luck, everyone, with your decisions and wishing everyone a healthy green arrow.